Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find A Way Podcast with Dusty. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Uh, recently, I have been exploring the area that we've settled in. Uh, just recently, last night was at TJ Maxx. But whenever I go shopping, whenever I am out and about looking at different stores, I'm always reminded of my food addiction. I'm always reminded of it because my food addiction transferred to a shopping addiction. I went from not being able to cope with these stresses and worries and everything that I've got going on in life with food to just buying something, having some sort of substantial goods in front of me, buying a shirt, buying pants, buying shoes. If you were to look at my shoe collection, uh, and my wife justifies it, so uh, she justifies it for me, in which she's very graceful to me. Um, But whenever I look at the shirts or the shoes that I have that I've collected over the last five years, um, it's just a certain reminder of how addiction can transfer and how one of the big warnings that they had uh, for me before I started my journey, uh, especially when I was doing some doctor visits, they said, be very mindful on drinking alcohol or doing any kind of drugs, anything like that, because your addiction will transfer because you have to understand it's an addiction. It's a condition. There's a addiction there. So it might potentially transfer. So every single time I'm at like at a Ross or a Marshall's, it's always a reminder of, wow, that looks good. I would look good in that. Let me buy this. Let me get this. Let me buy this. And then all of a sudden it's a reminder. It's that like buyer's remorse as soon as I get it. That right when I get to the register, it's like, do I really need this? Like, do I really need this? And I guess you kind of, like I I myself have to almost decipher between the feelings of, wow, I think that would look good. And the feeling of, I need something. I need to buy something. I need to, um, I need to have that spark of enjoyment. And I guess it's a complicated, it's not like I can give a roadmap on what, you know, the difference between them both, because I think a part of the journey itself is celebrating your success. While I could never fit into a large, extra large, uh, a 2XL before, let me buy this, it's exciting. But for me, it was almost like I couldn't use food as a cope. And so all of a sudden now I'm using shopping. And so, you know, last night was another reminder and it, uh, it wasn't me you know, going through those motions again, all those emotions again, it was me being reminded of, again, look at where my food addiction has taken me to where I've got clothes that I don't need. Um, that there's no logical reason why I need like five black shirts from Walmart. I know that they're a dollar each, but I don't need those. Like, it's just, um, it's become very alarming for me on how I transferred and how I thought, oh, I didn't um, get addicted to drugs. I didn't get addicted to alcohol or, or anything like that. My addiction didn't transfer, so I'm good. It's like, just because my addiction didn't transfer to something that you know most would consider, uh, oh, that's life-threatening or that's really bad, doesn't mean it's not really bad, the fact that my addiction transferred to shopping. Because you think about how much money I've wasted, how much money I've spent um, to use it as a cope. And so I'll say that in the sense of, you know, the food addiction trench for the shopping addiction, but I do believe that the shopping addiction helped and I'll kind of lay out my process. I, I, I need food to eat. I don't need clothes to live. Like I need food to live. I don't need clothes to live. So 
dying to my food addiction, dying to, and, and I've spoken about this before, and, and I'll just kind of reiterate, you've got to die to your food addiction. You've got to die to that person and that way of thinking, and that's um, old you. Like, it, you, when I say die, it's, 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 an, it's an event. You can't... It's kind of this is going multiple directions, but I mean, really, we're on this topic here. You think about when someone passes, there's a funeral, it's a big life event, it's a big deal when someone passes. It's a life changes, life will never be the same because that person's gone. It's a big event, and so for us to go into a small diet that we saw in a magazine, to do a diet that our friend saw us uh, tell us about, to try keto or to try carnivore or go low carb. All of these are treatments, but they're not the solution to the issue of food addiction. It's a major life event, and I think that's why, and you'll notice this, someone will do really, really well, document their journey on Instagram, social media, they'll do really well, and then they'll disappear. Or things weren't sustainable for a longer period of time because what happened is there was possibly, and I'm not saying this is happening every time, but there was possibly an approach of, oh, I'll just handle it with this particular diet. I'll just handle it with this particular lifestyle and it'll take care of it. When the whole time what should have been done is the underlining condition of food addiction should have been dealt with or should have been addressed. And that's something that I really had to face six months after my surgery is, whoa, the surgery is going to do nothing about my food addiction and I'm going to actually have to face it head on. Um, and that's where when someone minimizes me to my, minimizes my success to the, to the surgery, that's where it kind of, it's a little off because it's like, listen, to, to start, I needed it. Doctor was like, listen, you might not be around much longer. Great. But really what why I'm here today is because at some point during that time, I realized that, whoa, the surgery's doing nothing for me. Like it's it's almost shut off. It's almost a plateau. What's what's going on? I, I've done this and I've done this and I'm not seeing any results. And ultimately, it was the food addiction that wasn't dealt with. So I had the same problems of snacking, eating when I was bored, uh, eating out of emotions, eating out of coping mechanism, doing all these things because simply I was still addicted to food and some procedure wasn't going to change what I was ultimately experiencing or what I was ultimately, uh, what the ultimate reason was for me to even experience weight gain, um, uh, just crazy cravings that, you know, I had to have something or I had to be eating something or I had to have something in my mouth to, to, to chew on while I was going through a, a motion or through a, a difficulty. I had to have something. So the food addiction wasn't dealt with. And that's something I had to come to terms with about six months in of, oh, hey, whatever I'm, whatever I was going to do about my weight. I thought I was going to be able to do it and whoa, it's not happening anymore or I've stalled or I've plateaued. What's going on? And that's when the food addiction was dealt with or started to be addressed. And that's where I am today because of the battle of going through the food addiction, having the constant funeral for who I used to be and trying to become someone that really one day at a time when I say that and when I when I message folks you know take it one day at a time it's because I'm living that one day at a time mentality because I have grown up 
and known for 25 plus years how to do things. And so when I lose weight and I, I don't want to go back to the old ways and old tendencies, I, I don't know how to do that. And I've got to learn that. And I think that's where some of us maybe need to give ourselves grace on the journey. That if you don't know what you're doing, please join the club. We take it one day at a time, some good days, some bad days. But really, it's the consciousness. And I talked about this on a prior episode about the awareness, the consciousness. I'm realizing that, hey, I want to move forward. And a lot of things that I did in my food addiction, I did impulsively. I did just out of a jerk reaction, out of an emotion or something that I was facing. But the difference now is I'm actually aware and conscious that, hey, I've got some troubling times coming in my move across the country. I've got some things happening that are going to be really difficult. So I need to get down my system and my plan. I need to either join a gym, join a dojo, whatever it is. I need to get into a system and stick to that system during this hardship. And I'm glad that I did in our move to Kentucky in the, the, the temporary space that we were there, ultimately now landing in Clarksville, I've noticed a difference in how my body retains water, how I potentially gain weight. I talked about gaining, um, I think it was like eight to 10 pounds d- during the transition, or I'm starting to notice that that weight is going down. And a lot of that is because I'm back into a groove and a, 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 like a routine. The stress has minimized um, because of all, all that was going on. There was a lot of stress. Stress leads to an uh, overance amount of cortisol, which can typically lead to uh, like that stubborn, bloated belly fat. Um, I was facing that. I was experiencing that. I was going through that. Yet now I'm starting to see a thin out. Uh, I'm starting to notice not in uh, a little overlap of my extra skin over my shorts in which I had noticed before uh, our, our move or our transition across the country. So the, the reason I'm here today is that the addressing of food addiction. Now, let me talk about the severity of that. The funeral that I spoke about, that's hard. That's difficult. If you've ever been to a funeral, you know it's tough. You know it's rough. You know that's difficult to see someone pass and go through that process of going to the funeral. Well, that's what you've got to go through if you don't want to go through the vicious guilt cycle of doing something on a diet, then going back, then doing it again, going back, doing it again, going back. That vicious cycle. It's addressing the condition. And it's not treating it based on its symptoms of, uh, oh, I um, or not on its symptoms, but not treating it with... Um, you're not going to overcome food addiction by going on keto. You're not going to overcome food addiction by having the weight loss surgery. You're not going to overcome food addiction by anything that you see on the magazine stores. They, they don't speak to the actual problem. They speak to a symptom of the problem. And I'm hoping that makes sense. They're speaking to, oh, if you go low carb, okay, well, great. I'm going to go low carb, but eventually I'm going to have to have carbs. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go zero. Eventually, I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to go carnivore. Eventually, fruits and vegetables should be something that I include in my diet as part of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. If I want to be social and go out with friends and they're eating at a restaurant, I don't want to feel ostracized every single time. Eventually, there's going to have to be a balance. Well, any diet that we do, any 10 pounds in seven days on a magazine that we do is counterproductive to actually attack, tackling the problem of finding a balance. And so the encouragement to deal with the condition is the big encouragement that I have. And it's not a one-stop 
shop solution. There is not one thing that I can say or a 15, 20 minute podcast that's going to fix it all. There are going to be little things and I'm encourage you if this is your first episode to listen to other episodes that I've had that, that have tried to talk about different ways to battle it. But you know, one of the last ones was being aware, journaling. Uh, there's a, a few different things, but I think when I talk about the awareness and the consciousness to move forward, this is a part of the consciousness and awareness of you know, I'm not going to be able to do this diet and deal with food addiction. I'm not going to be able to have the weight loss surgery and deal with food addiction. The, the things that are advertised that are, going to con- uh, that are going to conquer weight loss may conquer weight loss, but they're not going to conquer being able to maintain it and hold on to that weight loss for years. In fact, I wonder if these magazines, these diets, these lifestyle promotions of different things are almost promoting an unhealthy cycle of go on this diet, gain it back, go back on this diet because you saw success and you lost weight, so go back to it. Back, 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 back and forth, back and forth. That back and forth is detrimental to us. And finding a balance is huge. And dealing with and being okay dealing with your food addiction is going to be a big part of that. So I would encourage you on your journey to get uncomfortable, be okay with those uncomfortable conversations, be okay with uh, realizing that your addiction may transfer and that a transfer to food uh, from food addiction to say shopping addiction might be a little bit easier. It's not like I'm recommending it. Of course, I always talk about professional therapy and, and counseling. That is a very, very good way of getting good perspective, but I can have buyer's remorse right before I go to the register of, I don't really need this. And I shouldn't be using this to cope with any kind of emotion and have a funeral in that moment to myself, have a funeral to my addiction in that moment and say, I don't need this. I need to be aware and conscious that I don't need this. And then this isn't something that's going to fix anything or make me feel better. This is just something as a cope to maybe an emotion that I'm feeling. In that moment, having that small funeral and adding up those funerals over time has really, really helped. But you know, realizing what that addiction transfer looks like and what possible solutions are. So I'm hoping this episode encourages you. Thank you again for tuning into this particular episode. Always like to keep these uh, under 15 minutes or try to. Um, Thank you again to all the monthly supporters. Your support is really, really helpful. It helps continue this podcast. I appreciate you. Uh, Look forward to talking about a few other things on some future podcasts in regards to um, in that moment when you do binge eat, what are some responses that you can do to help? Uh, I've touched on little bits of it, but I think having a dedicated episode is going to be really important. And then again, I'm going to start having folks on there and working out schedules uh, on how they started their particular journey to see if we can uh, really talk about the start of the journey and how uh, different journeys have started. And then um, kind of a, a cool announcement, I'm going to start the video uh, documentary video vlog series of uh, my skin surgery and what my skin surgery is going to look like and what the process is. The first episode should be out in the next day or so. And that's just going to document how and where my food addiction got me. I'm going to show my before pictures and really how, um, what my top weight looked like and then kind of my tackle and my plan over the next few episodes. It's going to be gonna, it's going to be documented in episodes or different episodes on the process of me contacting a surgeon, finding who's going to be the best one for me, especially in the, uh, the, the state of my skin. And then um, just get this skin off, finally. Get this skin off. So thank you again for tuning into this podcast. I'll talk to you on the next one. Take care.